everyone. Uh, I am back with another episode of Rooted in Grace podcast. I am your host, Ashley Grant. I am Kim. And I have a special guest on this episode. She is my friend, my sister in Christ, my sister, sister, line sister. She does everything, um, black woman in technology. Um, and I want to introduce Jamaria Aronson. And I want to give her the honor of um, naming this episode. So Jamaria, what do you want to call this episode? So um, first of all, I want to say thank you, Ash, for you know inviting me. Um, it's, it was an honor. Like I was surprised. I was literally surprised because like I told you last weekend, um, I, I wasn't, you know, sometimes I don't feel qualified to speak, you know, but thank you for giving me the opportunity. So I really appreciate it. But um, in regards to what I wanted to call it, um, uh, it just fell on my mind to like name it season a season of molding because I definitely felt like I've been through a season where God was just molding me in every aspect, like in every area of my life. So I think that was suitable for this episode. Yes. And before she starts to uh, speak and telling her testimony, which I know is going to touch a lot of people, um, I just want everyone to know that she is very anointed. Um, when she was talking to me, I said, Jamir, there's definitely a calling on your life. So I am so excited for you guys just to hear her testimony. And I'm sure everyone can relate because as um, as we get older, God slowly transforms us, especially when we start to get closer to him. So in her case, I know that she moved from another state um, after she graduated from college. So you can only imagine how she has transformed, how God renewed her spirit and her mind. So Jamiria, let's go ahead and jump into it. So what, um, where, where do you want to start off with your testimony? Like what's the beginning? Um, so I guess we can start, my story can basically start back in college, <laughs> like um, really going into the last semester um, prior to the pandemic. So um, for a while, I have been asking God, you know, like, um, please bless me with a job, a good paying job upon receipt of my graduation. Like, you know, I really don't want to go through that season of, you know, post-grad depression that everybody was talking about. and. You know, it was like that last six, well, that first six months uh, after graduation, you know, it just had such a negative stigma, you know, where college grads literally go into depression because they can't have a job or they can't find a job. So I prayed about it and I was like, God, like, you know, I don't, I don't think I can handle it. You know, please, you know, if it's in your will, bless me with a job to, you know, go right into immediately after graduating. So, um... I have been going to this conference for STEM majors uh, for the past two years. So the first year was not extremely um, successful in my eyes. And I remember I came home and my mom was like, hey, you know, how everything go? Like, did you enjoy it? And I'm like, mom, I didn't get anything from it. You know, I, I felt like I went in vain. And she told me, she said, no, you didn't. You did get something from it. You got exposure. And at first I was like, well, I guess you can say it like that, you know, like kind of brushing it off because I was kind of stuck in my, stuck in my funk in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you know, I just, you know, I, I don't feel successful. So um, the second year rolled around and um, of course it had been some talk of COVID, but Nobody was really too concerned about it because the conference was back in February of last year. Mm -hmm. 
So that that was still when the pandemic was still pretty fresh. And um, so we went, we came to Washington, D.C., and I talked to a lot of people. And so the first day went by and things were going pretty decent, but I still hadn't seen, I guess, as much as I wanted to see or had gotten as many offers as I wanted to get. So um, I didn't let that disappoint me. I just kept in mind that, you know, it's, it's the first day. Give yourself some time, pace yourself. So I got into the second day and I actually got the offer that placed me here. And I was like, wow, like, they were like, well, the only thing is we're gonna need you to go to Baltimore, Maryland. And I kind of stopped and I was like, and keep in mind, everyone, she is from Mississippi. So that is Mississippi. Way, that's far, that's so far from Mississippi. So <laughs> that is approximately 15 hours from Mississippi. So I'm like, Baltimore. I'm like, Oof. I was like, okay, you know, I accepted the offer and everything. You know, I, I didn't show any nervousness or anything to the person in that was interviewing me because I didn't want to, you know, kind of make them seem, make them questionable about, you know, whether I wanted to take the offer or not. I just wanted to go over it with my parents and let them know, you know, kind of get their uh, blessing for it in a sense. Yeah, yeah. And so um, immediately after I spoke, had spoken with them and they read my offer letter to me and everything, I called my mom. And so uh, she was like, hey, she was like, how you doing? I'm like, I'm good. I said, I got some really good news. So she was like, okay, what's what's going on? I said, I got an offer. And before I could get it out of my mouth, good, she was shouting on the phone. With her, <laughs> Just like my sister. <laughs> with her sister in Christ. And like, I was like, okay, but mom, listen, there's something else. And she was like, what else? So I was like, it's in Baltimore, Maryland. And she said, okay. She was like, what we gotta do? Well, uh, when you start, I'm like, wait more like is this the same (laughs) I guess I was looking at it from a standpoint where uh you know I was a very sheltered child so I never even after I went to college it was still kind of like me and my parents was like this you know I was stuck at their hill even in college you know my freshman year I went home every you know every weekend yeah so for her to just say okay you know like what you got to do and I'm like mom I'm going across the country like you're not a little bit concerned or anything like that so um they I gave them the good news and we immediately started like preparing and um I I will say I was extremely nervous because I had never been that far away from home you know I we had traveled with the band to different places different states but I haven't I hadn't been anywhere where I would be placed long term yeah. In regards to being away from my parents and my family. So I was like, ugh, I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but we're gonna we gonna try it. You know, we're gonna we gonna trust God. So then the pandemic came and of course um everything was in question. You know, my job was, you know, whether I was still moving, what I was gonna be doing. So I'm like, God, if it's meant for me to have it, let me still have it, you know during this pan like even in the midst of this pandemic if it's meant for me to go you make the you make a way for me to go and can i say can i add something i love that you basically you pray first because everyone doesn't go to prayer first mm-hmm. um you know we tend to go to everyone but god first mm-hmm. i love that you went to him first and you said let your will be done because we know god his will is always good and perfect so i love that you did that exactly and you know this 
that's something that I've also, you know, kind of learned in the midst of all of this. You know, like sometimes we seek validation from people. Yeah. And it's like, they can only do so much. You know, why not go to the person who gave you the opportunity sure. to speak? You know, like mm-hmm. we seek too much validation from people. But, you know, I just, I, I told him, I was like, God, you know, I want to make sure this is the right move for me. So if it's in, if it's even in your will for me to even go, like you bless it, you bless the move, you guide me on what I need to do. And so of course, you know, after praying about it and talking to him, it was like things just started moving like clockwork. And I'm like, okay, so this must mean like you giving me the go ahead. So everything started moving. I got my apartment, the apartment I wanted for a good price. And you know, I it was really close to work. I was in the, I'm in a great neighborhood. Like I was like, okay, so like, is there a catch? Like you know, things was just starting to be like too good to be true. And I'm like, yeah, it's like you know, oh Amon, talk on that because we just had a um, we had a podcast on Grace, and you know how you I think you did one on that too, where all these blessings are pouring on you. You just like. God, right. Like, why, why am I getting this? I I didn't do anything. I know I know what I where I come from. You really give me this and more. Exactly. So, I, I, Mom, can you speak on that? Because that's that says a lot. What you spoke on last time. You know what? You'll say last time, Ashley. At a certain age, I don't always remember last time. <laughs> I can't remember what I can't. What I do know is, you know, we pray and ask God for things. For example, we ask for favor. Um, we ask God to guide our steps. We ask him to prepare us for certain things. So when you say molding, I'm like, yes, because we'll ask God to prepare us. He'll give us the opportunity to do the work, to yep. prepare ourselves. Mm-hmm. But in, in Proverbs, I think 24, to say, you know, do the work in the f- outside, do the work in the field, mm-hmm. and then go build your house. So all he was doing was giving you the tools to build your house. But when we are able to build our houses sometimes, we feel like, you know, it's almost like the, um, when people are sick and they and other people or you know don't make it and then you survive, you have the survivor's uh, guilt or whatever. That's, you know, God prepared you. You studied hard. You were able to travel with the band. So I know for me, a little girl from Mississippi, I love traveling with the band. Oh, so you yeah. were able to go <laughs> to places. You were able to use that avenue to get your education. Your parents sold into your lives. Mm-hmm. He connected you so that you would stay with your parents enough to follow their guidance. But when when he opens up his window of blessings, and he said that he'll pour blessings into your life so that you're you're um you won't have room to receive it, like it's real. And when you get it, you're like, wait a minute. Now, how did I get this job? Wait, wait what, they picked me out of all these people? This mm-hmm. is real. Wait a minute, I got this nice apartment when I know I don't really deserve it. Now, they're going to pay me what to do this? That's just God lining up what he's always been preparing you for. And you were obedient, so why not you? Exactly. Why not you? Why not? And, you know, I was telling Ashley, too, I was like, you know, I think I had spoke to you about like how imposter syndrome was just setting in. Like it was like, it's like, and I know that was the devil trying to play with my mind. Cause it was like, it's so many more people more qualified than you to have this position. Why, why do you have this position? It's so many more people who would have loved to move out of Mississippi and not complain. You know, like it was just a whole, my mind just got to working and like, it was like everything negative that could be thought of, I thought of. And I was like, why am I doing this? You know? 
and it got to a point well I'll fast forward to actually being here and um getting set up and everything so like I said everything moves like clockwork got into my apartment I didn't have a problem got here everybody was nice you know getting me moved in um I even got blessed with you know the bed set that I thought I was gonna have to well I really wasn't really supposed to have it but um they ended up giving it to me for like a cheaper price brand new bed set everything like I'm like okay this must be for me and so I got here I got settled in month one went by of course I was expecting to be homesick um because I'm really close with my family so I was like okay you know maybe it'll just wear off so month two rolled around and I realized like I was really kind of getting into a little bit of depression and it got to a point, you know, I realized like, okay, this this not just being homesick. It's I'm dealing with some really some real things here. And I try for so long over that two month period, I tried to talk, I tried to degrade what it really was. I tried to push it off and like push it to the back of my mind, like, you know, that's not, you know, that's not you. Depression is not you. You know what I'm saying? Like this, you just over exaggerating, you being extra. And that's kind of how I tried to tell myself, like, you know, like you really being extra right now. And so I got to a point where I was crying all the time. And I was like, man, like, I was like, God, like, it seemed like God had stopped answering my prayers. And I was like, I even got to the point where I questioned him. And I know we shouldn't question him, but I questioned him. And I was like, why did you bring me here if you was just going to leave me? Like, I, you know, I wasn't, I didn't, I started not liking my job. You know, my job got overwhelming. I was lonely because I didn't know too many people here. I, I knew some people here, but not people like you want to just call and be like, you know, I'm going through this. And my family, I didn't want to call them because I didn't want them to worry about me. I mean, you, you're 15 hours away. You know, I don't want you to feel like you have to be obligated to come here. Yeah. And so... It just, it was, everything was just overwhelming. I didn't have anybody to talk to about it because I didn't want to show that side of me. I didn't want to show people me at a vulnerable state because anybody who knows me knows I try to bring something positive to people, people's lives. So I never want to come into a person's lives, life bearing, you know, just dread and, you know, depression. I never want to bring that into somebody else's life because, you know, you feed into other people's spirit. So I was like, you know, just, you'll get through it. Just, you know, do what you've been doing. And so I had been praying and I was crying and I just got to the point where I was like, I was having all these thoughts and I was like, God, like, where are you? Like, what are, what is going on? Like, and I'm, I realized that he was molding me. He had to take me, he was, it was testing my faith because it's so easy for us to say, yeah, I got faith in God. Yeah, I trust God. But when you have other things to put your dependence on, but when you're in a place where you have nobody but him, it's just you and him, nobody else. And you can't, you don't have nobody else to depend on. Like you don't have nobody to talk to, go to. Like you can't carry that, that burden to anybody else. You have no choice but to trust him. You have no choice but to talk to him. So he had to take me from a place where I was comfortable and move me out of my comfort zone so he could grow me. And I, real, I 
took me a long time, but I realized that and I was like, you know, I, it was a painful process. I felt like I was in a, I felt like I was in the wilderness by myself. Like, and there's a saying um, that I thought about a while back and it was like, um, I thought God had loved me when I only realized it was one set of footprints in sand. I never realized he was carrying me. And I, I honestly can say he he carried me through that because if it was left to me, I don't know if I would have made it through that. And I I thought all along, you know, God God's not with me. You know, he kind of loved me. He brought me up here and left me. That was the enemy trying to play in my mind because otherwise, if it had not been for him, I wouldn't have gotten through that by myself. I know I know me, and I know that I wouldn't have gotten through that on my own strength. So he had to mold. He was, I realized in the, in that season, he was molding my mindset. He was molding my character. He was molding my faith, my trust, where he was teaching me, where I need to put my dependence. He even took me through a season of forgiveness, you know, how to forgive people and forgive myself. You know, like I dealt with a lot of things sitting here isolated by myself. And I don't like, I get emotional sometimes thinking about it because it was like I was in a really dark place for months, for months, and nobody knew about it. Yeah, you was looking so, you know, you looking so happy on Instagram, yeah. and that's why you always have to extend grace because mm-hmm. you never know what people go through. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it was it was a really dark place, and nobody, I just didn't want people to see that side of me yeah. because I've I've I think I can honestly say that was the lowest point in my life I have never been this like down and out like depressed to the point where I was just I didn't want to do anything I wanted to lay in bed all day and do nothing I had never gotten there in my life and it just it brought so much into question so eventually I got to a point where I was like this is a sign this is a sign I was like I know it I just know I know this is God telling me that I need to be closer to him. I know that I know that's what this is. So I took that time. It took, like I said, it took me months. But eventually I got to a point where I was like, okay, God, I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna keep fighting this. I know this is what you what you telling me I need to do. I know this is you testing me. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass the test. If I have to, you know, if I have to crawl and you know cry to get to you that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna do what it takes because I don't like being here you know and the devil the devil he takes us at those vulnerable phases of our lives and he will toy with you he will put things in your mind that you wasn't like in your normal state would never think of he will give he will put all to all types of things in your mind and make you feel all type of ways like that you you know on a regular day you would never feel and i was like man i was like this this is not me and i okay, you was going through like i'm sorry to cut you off I'm sorry. no you did and, um you was going through like a season of isolation and even though it's this it has its pros because that's that's where god is getting you alone and i think almost everyone who went through that through the pandemic because i moved back home i didn't have any friends um i just felt like by myself and i did um feel depressed because most i was in my room most of the time 
but um during that time like you said you learn so much about yourself like wait this is my i actually like this i don't i don't like that i actually like hanging around people like this i don't like hanging people like that it's like you learn so much about yourself and mm-hmm. one good point that you said is like you try so hard to control that situation or fight that situation to try to figure out the situation all by yourself when mm-hmm. god really just wants you to and uh, you just surrender you was like you know what god I'm just, I'm just gonna let you, I'm gonna let you do this. I'm just getting close to you. And I think in that season, God just wants us to rest. He wants mm-hmm. us to surrender. He wants to get close to him because everyone gets stuck on religion, but we forget that God really just want an intimate relationship with us. He mm-hmm. wants, he want to get us by ourselves and show our old self. Um, people say, um, like, you know, be still and let God, yep. you know, that's the hardest thing in the world to do. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, you know, I'm all over the place all the time. But when I hear God saying, be still, you know, you're still, you're by yourself and you're trying to focus on God. And when you are focusing the hardest on the Lord, that's when the enemy comes in and he tries to stand between you because he sees where God is about to take you. And he doesn't want, he comes to kill, steal and destroy. So he's trying to destroy all of those blessings and be a wall between you. And sometimes we, you know, it's in our, it's in our minds. We can hear the words we can hear what he's doing. And it starts to be like a little fog. God doesn't leave us. He's right there because he's only going to let the enemy go so far. Exactly. So the more you focus, the more you come into the zone of where he wants you to be for your blessings. So that time when you were, I heard you say you were by yourself, you were struggling, it was a dark place. I think if we're all honest, we have those phases in life, you know, and unfortunately they can come and go and, you know, at other times in your life. I know at my age, I can pretty much narrow down exactly when those times were. But I can also tell you what came out on the other side of that as well. And so I, I believe that he takes us through that one, to, you're right, to mold you, to prepare you, to build you up, but also to help someone else who is going through that. Because it's something about when you go through something and the Holy Spirit can point out that person in the room and you will recognize that spirit because you've gone through that as well. And you won't know why you're just talking to a person. You won't know why you just happen to say something positive. And then you know, maybe months or years later, they'll say, remember when you said this? Listen, I want my PhD so bad, but life just got in the way. I could go back right now and get it, but I'm like, eh, is it really worth me going back to do this? Mm-hmm. And about seven years ago a friend said let's get let's get ours together and I said I got kids in college I, I don't know I just don't know and about a year no about a few months ago he said you know why I got my PhD I said why he said because when I couldn't make up my mind you told me you're working right next door to somebody else who's making more money than you because of a degree go get it I don't remember having that conversation with him at all and that that's not probably a good comparison but just think of somebody who's really going through something and you just call them and say good morning you call and offer to pray um when I found out my husband was sick a teacher called me to ask a question and as I'm talking to her I'm trying to fight back tears I'm not a crybaby but as I'm fighting back tears I think she could hear it in my voice and she started praying and when I tell you the Holy Spirit used her, because not only did she start praying, she kept saying, he shall live and not die. And she said it over and over as she prayed. And at that point, I was just boo-hoo crying. Yeah. But the fact that she just decided to call me 
mm-hmm. from that moment, that was a, one of the most devastating days of my life. And to hear her say those words, as she ended the conversation with, she said, everything's going to be okay. I believe in God and he's using him and he's going to take him through a process, but he will live, but he's going to have a testimony to help other people. Fast forward to a couple of weeks ago when a family member called and said that their son-in-law was diagnosed with the same type of cancer and was afraid. And he was like, tell him to call me. I, I'll help him through it. And I said, yes, it came full circle. So we never know why we're being prepared for something. So you may be, you may see somebody and say, uh-uh, I recognize what she's going through. Let me call her. Let me talk. Or you just might actually call and not, not know why. But he was And you know what? I'm glad you said that because for years now, you know, I've been telling, you know, I'm trying to, I try to be the motivational friend. So if I know a friend is going through something, I may try to give them some words of, you know, inspiration to kind of help them get along, you know, and I've always been like that. And for years now, as I was going through that for years now, I've been telling my friends, I say like, you're not going through what you're going through for yourself. You're always going through it for other people. You're paving the way. And I never, you know, I was telling them that never, and I never considered like, you was talking it, but now it's time for you to walk it. Like now it's time for you to actually go about the process. Yep. And I was like, wait, I was like, wait, God, I know I said, you know, you gotta pay the way for other people, but you sure you want me like, <laughs> just a little bit out of my, out of my range. But it goes back to what I said previously, he had to, pulled me out of my comfort zone because he knew he couldn't do what he needed to do with me in Mississippi. I had too much to depend on. I had too many friends, too many, too much family to depend on. He had to take me to a place where he knew he could get me to himself. And, and if he, I promise you, I honestly feel like if I was still in Mississippi, we probably would, this conversation would probably be totally different. I would probably be in a totally different mindset, you know, but he had to, that was something he had to do with me. And as much as it hurt, as much as I felt like I was, you know, in the lowest place in my life, it was needed. It was necessary. He had to, because he was molding me into something. I I even included in my prayer now, like when I um, pray, I was telling Ashley last week, I was like, you know, I, I go into prayer first thanking him for you know all that I have just you know being grateful and immediately after thanking him I go into repentance and I ask him to you know help me to be who it is that he wants me to be and not who the world wants me to be and I've said that for so long that I wasn't thinking this is him fulfilling that prayer this is him taking me molding me into what he wants me to be and sometimes the process ain't pretty. Sometimes the process is painful. Sometimes you get to a point where it's like, all you can do is cry and, you know, hope and pray for better days. Right. But I wasn't, I never realized until, you know, back last year that he was taking my prayer and displaying it right in front of my face. And I know, like, if I probably could have a conversation with God right now, I know it would probably go something like, you asked for this. This is what you wanted. I didn't promise it was going to be easy. I never told you that. But I promised on the 
opposite side of it like after all of this is done you're gonna be who i called you to be you're gonna be everything i have i have placed you on this earth to be and i'm like now i'm just like you know i have i still have some days but i'm appreciating the process more because i know that there's a purpose for why i'm going through this and you know i asked i asked him for that in prayer like god give me my purpose help me find my person purpose help me find what i'm passionate about and i honestly feel like all of this ties into what he's doing yeah you know so like i'm just i'm learning you know you have to be patient you have to be steadfast and you definitely have to kind of mount yourself in prayer with him because if you don't like people the devil use people you know situations and everything else to kind of like throw your attention off of what he's trying to do in you so you know i'm learning it's it's, it hasn't been an easy process at all but i'm i'm learning to you know kind of stay grounded in him not throwing the towel so easy when things get hard because and i like that (laughs) i like that you said uh earlier you know um sometimes we we do try to handle things in our own strength and my mom has this saying that she loves to say and I'm like you know I never understood it till now like I'm understanding a lot now so <laughs> uh bear with me but she always used to say in our hand is held and God's hand is handled and I'm like okay well I mean it's some things I can handle on my own but we don't I never realized like who do you think grants you the strength and the power and the courage to handle that? Exactly. Without God, we are weak. That's why we can never boast about what we do. Um, we always, cause without, we mean without him, we can't do anything. And um, I just like that you all, that you kept your faith. And we all know faith comes in hard times and those hard times is meant to produce more faith in you because it's easy to have faith when everything's going good. But are you still gonna have faith when you know you're going through that season of storms or that season of tribulation? So mm-hmm. I think you always have to have that mindset. If you're a child of God, we all know that everything works for the good of those who, who loves the Lord. So and clearly you are a walking testimony of that. Even though, like you said, the process wasn't easy, but like my mama said, um, what can you say about when you got on the other side? exactly now it's your purpose you you find out that you were called you were talking to me your words and you always been like this but god had to um bring you through that just so you could finally see it and you know it can come into fruition and i always say you anointed you have a calling on your life and every time i talk to you i'm just i always get spiritually recharged and you need people like that so i'm just glad god took you um through that season of molding and people don't talk about that because we are in our 20s um we did just got to college um not too long ago so we, we do go through changes. We go through what adulting, adulting life. Right. <laughs> so, you know, we just learn more about ourselves, but it's a blessing that we have God with us because without God, we are nothing because our flesh, our flesh is weak. Mm-hmm. We are weak, honestly. But when we put our trust in God and have faith in him, there is nothing we can't do because the scripture says that we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. So, absolutely and I like um that's something my dad has always you know told us too like you know if you feel down quote Philippians 4 and 13 but you know you hear your parents say stuff like that and you know as a as a child or as a teenager or as a young adult you know you kind of like okay I hear what you're saying but how can I apply this well 
sometimes you get to a point in life where God shows you how to apply it. So yeah. like, <laughs> um, <laughs> like my mom, she had even got, after I finally came, you know, to my senses and was like, okay, you need to talk to somebody who's who's spiritually mature, like who can give you some words of inspiration and give you what you need to hear. I called my mom and it was it, it was like warfare. Like we, she immediately, she I, she told me to walk around the house. Like I was walking around the house, she was binding. Like she just went into full warfare for me because I was in such, I felt like I was in such a pit. I felt like, I don't know. I just, I had so many wild thoughts. Like it was crazy how I was just letting the devil like play in my mind. And I was like, nope like I said nope you I can't give you the victory that easy like I I just know I know I know for a fact I know I question God but I just know he didn't bring me here for this to be like for me to be in this situation permanently right so I finally came to my senses I called my mom and she had to speak life into me and that's another thing it's important to have people to speak life into you because that also, I, I wouldn't have got through that situation with, without my mom and my dad. So, shout out to them. But I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that you need people that speak life into you. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you are going through a season of isolation, and sometimes I'm a person who, who can um, internalize things. I don't really care to speak to a lot of people. But I'm learning as I'm getting older, you know, you're not meant to do everything by yourself. Even God, you know, he created the church. He created the um, community. Um, the community of God um, for you to have people and just and I think we're me and you are blessed to have moms who are spiritually mature and who can you know they prayers kept us when we didn't even know um, and they speak life life into us when um, when things really get hard and then I think I think as people not I would say young people coming into um, Christ but just people in general you really do need to find your tribe because exactly. everyone's not going to understand you spiritually but when you find that person um we find people that's um that's on this that's aligned with you spiritually then it's easy to go to them um because like my mom said i know my dad was sick when his faith wasn't good he had other people to have faith for him so mm-hmm. i think it's good to have that community because not we you know we're not always going to be strong and sometimes it's okay to lean on someone god put those people in place for us to um, lean on because we can't do everything by ourselves we can't and it's like I said you know he had to take me through because I was like that I like I said I've always been that person who wanted to be positive I never want if something negative was going on with me I never wanted anybody to see that side of me because I never wanted to bring negativity into somebody else's life because I, I fully believe in the transfer of energy so I never wanted to transfer my bad spirits and negative energy onto somebody else because then that can become their burden and you know god had to you know tell me like you have you need people you need people i think sometimes you we get so caught up in the fact um i'm trying to figure out how to say it so you know in the bible god says um man is not meant to be alone right and I think sometimes we get so caught up in applying that to just, you know, man and woman being together that we don't realize he was saying in general, man, we are not meant to be alone. That applies to friends, family, spouses, all of that. And 
I had to realize, like, he had to show me, like, Jamiria, you need people. You you just can't you can't do this by yourself because as as nice of a person as I am, as many people as I talk to, I they'll never you will rarely ever hear anybody tell you about a time where I was just down and out because that's a side I never show. And I know we spoke about that last weekend as well, Ashley. You know, just speaking about how people need to see that vulnerability vulnerability because sometimes as Christians we get so caught up in showing people just the good things about us but sometimes people need to see the bad things see the vulnerability because that will bring them closer to Christ they will say oh she did it she was just like me she went through this she went to God and you know God help let me see if I can do it you know that will bring I feel like you know it's hard talking about you know your insecurities and your vulnerabilities and like things you went to went through sometimes people don't want to talk about it because they don't want to relive it but people need to hear it they do and I even had to come to terms with that even just this week because I was so nervous I'm still a little bit nervous about sharing this you know story because that was that was that's a tender spot for me you know, there was a there was a tennis spot in my life, and I was like, I don't know if people are ready to you know hear about this side of Jamiria, but yes, I was definitely in a it was a pit. I just felt like I was in the wilderness, and God, He had to He had to work on me. He had to do a lot of molding, and you know, kind of like get me to where He needed me to be because. I was, I honestly can say, like, during the pandemic, like, the beginning of the pandemic, don't get me wrong, I think, like you said earlier, everybody went through a little bit of, you know, depression, things were closed, and we couldn't really um, go about life how we normally go about life, and, you know, that kind of took a toll on people, Mm -hmm. but it was different for me, because in Mississippi, I had family. Yeah. If I wasn't just feeling like myself that day, you know, I had I could depend on family to make me laugh and you know, just be around and kind of get the good energy going. But here it was like I had to deal with it. I had to face it. Right. I had to I come to terms with myself and deal with myself. And I I, I wasn't used to that. Yeah. So it was definitely a learning experience and a growing experience and is like I said it earlier as bad as it hurt I can appreciate that now because I see that he is working through me he is trying to change me and you know and I see it I, <laughs> I, thank God you know I just I'm I prayed about it for so long that like I said he's he's actually fulfilling it right in front of my face and I can't be mad you know if the process a little is a little bumpy you know this is what I asked for yeah this is what I asked for. So it's this is to anybody else out there who's going through a similar situation. Don't, you know, don't give up. Don't put your trust and your faith and your hope in God because I promise you that's the only way you're gonna get through it. You, know, you can put your your trust and dependence in other people, but that's gonna only get you so far. You need to turn to the one 
exactly don't like you one day next day they don't but you know god stays the same forever so forever, never change no we can we can put our trust in him and be confident about it and i like that you said we have to share our vulnerability and i remember we talked about this um last week um, you know, in our culture, in our generation, we're in the age of social media. Um, and you know, that causes a lot of mental illness. It causes a lot of depression, anxiety, because you constantly see people just, cause most people only show the good parts of their life they're supposed to. I don't think anybody would just willingly put their bad stuff out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, not most people. So of course you're going to think like, dang, they always doing good. They're doing this, they're doing that. But no one ever sees the struggle. Like yeah, you see she ha- you, yeah you see she has a new home, but she didn't see the um, months before that when she was homeless. I living in her car, so mm-hmm. you see the blessing. But I think it's important for people to um, to share their hardships um, and be vulnerable in front of people because um, everyone can um, we can only relate to people who've been through things. If we know that she haven't been through anything, then how can we relate to you? Because you know you're so perfect, and God calls the imperfect people. He calls the unqualified to do His um to do his purpose on earth so i feel like it's very important to like share that and it is hard sometimes if you're a person who likes to come off as perfect or who likes to come off as positive all the time because mm-hmm. even me open opening up about me being socially anxious or having like social anxiety or being so shy because that always been an insecurity of mine um even me open opening up about that for a long time i didn't want to look at the youtube video i did because it's like oh i'm being emotional it's like an icky feeling like oh you being girl uh-uh but I didn't know that, you know, it blessed somebody else because at the end of the day, you're not the only person that's going through your same situation. There's so many other people who's going through what you're going through. So they're dependent on you um, to speak about it and tell them how you got the fire. So mm-hmm. it's always important to share that side because, you know, everybody think Christians are just, oh, we all good. We always good, but no, the devil is always going to take people who's trying to um, break outside of his will. If you, if you, if the devil has um, you where he wants you to be, He's not going to bother you. But if he knows the calling you have in your life, he knows that God ordained yourself before you was even put on this earth. As soon as you was born, it was his mission to hear you from that. So you already know you're going to go through a spiritual battle, especially if you're you're called, you're chosen. You're just a child of God, period. So I like that you just finally just came to a point where you surrendered and yeah, I can see that you changed so much. That season of isolation is really needed. It's not pretty. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. but it's so it's it's so it's so needed you know? right and you said you definitely said something um when you said the devil his mission that's his mission you know he does his job faithfully exactly and, um i think i kind of gave the analogy last week um follow me because i know some it kind of doesn't make may not make sense in other people's mind but it's kind of like think about a job right you don't go to the job to make the money that you already got in the bank account. Right. It don't make sense, right? You go to the job to get new money, get money that you that needs to be made, right? right. So the same thing with the devil. If I already got you in the palm of my hand, if he already got you there, why am I why am I challenging you? Why do I need to come and obstruct your life? Why do I need to come and disturb you? You already wrapped around my finger, like but he knows that if he can get into the mind of new people that's just another one he can check off the list he can he can put in his back pocket yeah. and so i think we should keep that in mind when we're going in, going through challenges like everything if if we wasn't destined to be great if we if god didn't have a calling on our life if we were just regular people 
he wouldn't work so hard to, you know, get us. He wouldn't work so hard to like play with our, he wouldn't play with our minds. He wouldn't throw, you know, monkey wrenches and everything else like out, you know, to kind of get our attention. He wouldn't do that. He would, we would have life so easy. Exactly. Exactly. We would be at peace with everything. Mm -hmm. But what's being at peace with everything to an eternal life with God. Exactly. So it's like, you know, so it's I'll take the challenges. Whatever, you know, if, if that's what it takes to, you know, bring God in my life and keep him there, I'll I'll suffer the challenges. And I think that's all he wants from us for us to be for us to be accepting to, you know, what comes, put our faith and trust in him and just to just be steadfast that's all he wants like if we can just surrender to him and just understand that he's in control of everything that we ourselves can't handle what goes on here then i think the quicker we can get to just accepting the fact that like we need god in our lives right i think we have to understand that the battle is never ours like the it's Lord never wants to fight our battle he, he of course he want to use us as a vessel but i think mm-hmm. we really in a Christian community, you need to learn how to just rest and relax. And mm-hmm. I was just in that situation um, before, because um, I'm an educator and I went back to school last week. Um, this this week was my last week, and um, I was so stressed. And to know me, so I'm very structured. I'm basically a perfectionist. So anything that I do, I want it to be the best. And mm-hmm. I just felt like I wasn't prepared. I was so stressed. I was having migraines. Um, and I just I just wasn't prepared for me not to be prepared. That's like chaos in my head and people see me as looking calm on the inside I was just going through it and I was at a point where I had no choice but to depend on God I was like God I have no choice but to depend on you and your strength just Mm -hmm. carry me through this week carry me through this first day on my way to work I was just I was crying um on my way to work I was like oh my gosh I don't know how how does they finna go like I, I cannot start my first day off like this um but surprisingly and this and this how it's so amazing when you see scripture come into like manifest into reality like when it said push um my help me out if i mess with the scripture um see god first and all his righteousness will be added on to you righteousness exactly and it was so crazy to see it's it's like so mind-blowing we see scripture manifest into reality because that that's basically what happened i just had to put god first and trust that he'll put and get me through this week and this week was it was tiring because i'm not used to working this long because i was virtual at first but god got me through i even got a shout out at work um compliments and i was in my head i was like how am i doing this i know it ain't me because i know my weaknesses i know i wasn't prepared i wasn't like how um Mm -hmm. So it's just amazing when you, when you just simply surrender. It's like God, I'm weak. I don't I don't know what to do. I'm trying to, you know, think of something. I'm trying to basically figure out this issue. When the battle is like God said, I got you. Like there's nothing that I can't do. Exactly. Like, I, you know, I create this whole universe. So you think I can't handle that? But you know, in our heads, we can't get that. We can't get it. But we think we gotta say it again, Mom. Authentically obedient. Yeah. Obedient to God. When you listen to the Holy Spirit and he's whispering and Jamiria, when you were going through it and you were like, Lord, why? And you kept hearing things. That's the Holy Spirit whispering, saying, Jamiria, 
just focus, Jamiria. Come on. Yeah. If you, I remember I saw you that morning when you were getting ready to leave, and I was like, "Come on, girl, let's pray." And I kept saying, "Ashley, just go. You're gonna be nervous. Just go. It's okay. It'll just wear off." And you were like, "Ah, oh, okay." Mm-hmm. But you had to get there and be obedient and trust God. So God is always faithful. He's mm-hmm. faithful, and if you put your trust in Him and you're obedient to His word. Listen, let's be real. When we're not obedient to his word, he's still faithful to us because he knows we're going to fall short. So you ladies are going out into the world. The enemy sees um, your positive impact. He sees your ability, again, to draw others to Christ. That's not his goal, is to build up the kingdom of Christ. His goal is to tear it down. His goal is to pluck soldiers out and put them in the world and do stuff his way. So when I listen to you guys, I'm just shaking my head like, mm-hmm. So you saw me muted. I'm just talking up a storm like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Because just to know that you all are figuring this out in your 20s, there are some people in their 50s who haven't figured out that if they trust God, he has everything else. Someone told me recently, God handles the big stuff. You just be able to handle the process. He don't take you to the big stuff, but you gotta go through the process. So ladies, your obedience is just building you to be better and as serving God and as, as living as examples to others, even when you don't speak. It's the way you walk, the way you carry yourself, the way you do your work, your work ethic, your belief in yourself and in others, the kindness that you display to others. Do you? I don't know if you realize, but everything you do, you're drawing others to Christ. Mm-hmm. So keep going, keep keep living. I do see the anointing on both of you. I really do, Jamiria. I've never, if I met you, I don't remember Jamiria, but <laughs> guess what? I can see it just in this conversation. It is wowing me the fact that you were able to understand and to be obedient to the Holy Spirit and to walk into where God is leading you. And by doing, you say being positive. Let me tell you all this. Also surround yourself by positive people. Mm-hmm. And if it's negative, I just don't want to be around it. <laughs> That's the best thing ever, Jamiria. Because mm-hmm. when, when I, so Ashley knows that I'm really big on words. So if somebody just said to me a few minutes ago, no, I told him that my boss told me uh, recently that, you know, some hardships at work. He said, God is just preparing you for your next level of leadership in this district. And and she said, girl, you're not going anywhere. I said, oh, I'll find that in the matchless name of Jesus because you're not going to block my blessing. Oh, no, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean it like that. Well, I take it like that. So for me, if you speak something negative, I don't really care if you're offended. I'm finding that right there in the name of Jesus because the words you speak uh, come to fruition. And that scripture, we have to be careful. Our words have power. Life and death lies in the power of the tongue. So we have to be careful the words we speak. So I'm going to always speak life. And I want someone to speak life over me. So if you're around people who can't speak life, you got you, you to gotta use your discernment. Ask the Lord for discernment. Uh, I don't think I'm going to talk to that person about this because I know they're going to tear me down. But when you're speaking to others, you got to think about it as well. I'm going to speak that same life. So this these months you went through this, girl, you just sit back and watch the blessings God is going to continue to pour into your life. If you survived it, guess what? You survived it. You can help someone else survive it. And see, that's just the first hurdle. Now, wait to the next hurdle. You're going to be like, what? 
something again. But when you're on the other side of that one, you you will continuously be a blessing to others. So I'm so thankful to be on here listening to y'all. If I mute again and I'm talking, just ignore me. I'm just over here like, oh my goodness, this is so good. So I'm just thankful that God is using both you ladies because I, I so respect that. I wish that I had had that kind of maturity at 20 something, you know? So yeah, I, I'm, I'm thankful for you ladies, I am. And I, I absolutely 100% agree. Like, um, it's, they have the saying, bigger levels, yeah, greater levels, greater doubles. And so, like, that's just something that we have to keep in the back of our minds, too. Like, if, if it wasn't, if God didn't have a bigger blessing waiting on us on the other side, we wouldn't be going through what we're going through. Exactly. He would, he would literally, I promise you, my mama said, I don't know. She just said one day, she said, I don't know. It just seemed like the hell bent people just got life so easy. And I'm, I'm like, you know, it, it makes sense because they, they have, they're, we're not going to say lost causes, but they have already given into what the devil wants them to give into. He has no other need for them the people that he wants to get in into his his number those are the people that go through their face challenges and it's all because he sees how great he sees the greatness in you even when we that's the thing about the devil even when you can't see the greatness in yourself even when you feel like you just you just uh, uh just a needle in a haystack he sees greatness in you and he will try his hardest. He will work his hardest. He will do whatever it takes. He will even use people that you thought were closest to you to drag you out of your purpose. Yeah. And I have learned that. Like he will use people to speak down on you and, and use people to pull you further and further away from your purpose. And if you allow him, he will succeed. Yeah. He will succeed. And so it's all like y'all say, it's all about keeping people keeping positive people people who are going to speak life into you and your situation around you because how, how does the scripture go i'm still learning the scripture so to, whether two or three gathered in my name i will be in the midst yes ma'am so it same applies in any situation that is a that is a multifaceted scripture whether two or three gather in his name he will be in the midst and all you need is, a, is two or three good people to pray for you, to speak life into you, to give you that motivation that you need to keep going. And I promise you, it won't it won't be easy, but I promise you, the having that group of people will make it worth it. Exactly. It will be worth it. It really will. Oh, I'm learning. Yeah. And next, like, let's go to the next phase. So you went through this season of molding. So mm -hmm. how could, how, okay, so you've been transformed. Um, and I think no one really talks about this because you know I went, I went through the season of isolation too, um, but no one talks about no one talks about how you feel after that. Like you, okay, I'm in this new phase, but you know how what it says, um, God, my, I'm like you, uh, Jermaine. I know the scripture, but I can't say it like by heart. But you know when God like strips off your old self, mm -hmm. and you know He puts on this, um, you you got, yes you got your new creation on once you join Christ your old self dies but it's like okay i'm done with the season of isolation 
how do I adjust? Because the, the things that she used to do probably five months ago, it kind of, it doesn't feel right no more. It's like some of your spirit don't feel right. The people that you probably used to hang around and the things you used to do with them, uh, I like, I, I like, I love, I love hanging out with um, people in my past, but at the same time, the stuff that y'all are doing, I, I'm just not there anymore. So how could you, how can you describe like who you are now and how has that been? Like, did you have, was it tough transitioning or, you know? Um, I would definitely say it's tough transitioning because like you mentioned, like, I think sometimes, I, I think I said this last week as well, sometimes we are so microwavable like we want everything quick we want to change quick we want to do things quick and I was like that you know after coming out of that phase and everything and you know actually getting through it I was like beating myself up because I'm like okay well I still like to listen to rap sometimes and I still you know do this and that and I my mom had to tell me she said you want things to happen overnight things don't happen overnight God it's a process so just like when you were birthed into this earth you were birthed as a baby and you had to learn how to walk and eventually you started run, crawl, you crawled and then eventually you learned to walk and then eventually you learned to run and then eventually you got to a point where you started to grow and mature it's the same thing with, with becoming being new being reborn into Christ he will strip you of those bad habits, but you have to be able, you have to put yourself in him and you have to trust the process. Yeah. We can't do, I try, I, I literally try on my own to like get rid of some bad habits. Yeah. And it was like, every time I tried to get rid of a bad habit, I was falling back into it, but it was cause I was trying to do it on my own. But when I put him first and I, I'm realizing when I put him first and I give my bad habits to him and I tell him, Lord, take this away from me. Lord, you work through me to do this. Lord, you, you know, use me how you want me to be used. Stuff will start falling off. It'll just start falling off. And I won't lie. It's some days it's like a gray area. And some days I'm like, you know, yeah. I, I, I see the change. I feel different. But it's just, it's one of those things where we have to be patient with God. We can't be so, so microwavable because if I do it in my own strength, nine times out of 10, I will go back into old habits. Yeah. But by praying and, you know, reading his word and just trying to get into him, Mm -hmm. he going to help me. I I honestly believe that if he, if he put me in that took me through that phase that process I if I just I don't believe he would just leave me afterwards and not you know help me to become who he wants me to be yeah that was the point of the per- the process in the first place to help me grow to help me overcome something yeah. so eventually it's like mom, mama talked about before the hurdles and I feel like with each hurdle is something else he's gonna be stripping off of me this bad habit gonna fall off. Eventually this bad habit gonna fall off. And it's just, it's a process. So, you know, I, I try these days not to, cause sometimes I think I'm my biggest critic. So I won't say I'm the most positive to myself sometimes. I'm guilty of that. But he is working with me to even get rid of that, you know, mm-hmm. to not be so hard on myself, to understand that baby steps. 
baby steps and eventually you'll get to a point where you know we have matured so much in him we can help somebody else in their baby phase and in their you know newborn phase exactly and so so what type of traits okay so what when you first moved to Baltimore like what's different about oh go ahead mom I'm sorry let me jump in real fast because the scripture you were trying to say that Jamiria just totally explained (laughs) yeah it it was um second Corinthians 5 it's in the fifth chapter but um if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Mm-hmm. All things pass away, yeah. and all things are new. Yeah. So going through your moment, you, you know you were you already are a woman of God. However, you are you were getting even closer to Christ. So see that old stuff that you were trying to shed, it's being shedded. It's 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 leaving. You whether you see it, it's it's going away because yeah. you don't like don't like it as much. You mm-hmm. feel uncomfortable when you do it. It yep. doesn't feel good to you when like it used to. You know, mm-hmm. you may have liked to go to a party, and I'm just using this as an example, mm-hmm. a party with, with your friends, but now you're going, you don't even like being there. You feel awkward. You're out of place. Now all things are becoming new because you're becoming this woman that God wants you to be. That's the scripture you were trying to say earlier, right? Yeah, yeah, that's a big one. Yeah. So I, I wanted to I wanted Jamiria to try to like kind of explain like for listeners, um, what was like when you first came to DC or Baltimore, I'm sorry, Baltimore, um, you came in a certain way. How how is this new Jamiria? How is this new woman of God? Like what's so different about you now? So before coming, it was kind of like um, like I said, even with faith. Um, I had faith in God, but my faith then compared to my faith now to total that's that's night and day because my faith then was kind of like it so you know coming up in church you kind of are you kind of buy into what your parents tell you you know so when I was back home I believed because my parents told me to believe or, you know, I believe because that's what my parents brought me up in. When I got here, I learned to have my own faith and I learned why it was important to have my own faith. So that was night and day. And then even, you know, with the with trying to be even more positive, like, you know, like I said, I've, I've always tried to be a positive person, but I realized too, that sometimes even I say life and death lies in the power of the tongue, like mom, mom said. Sometimes I said negative things and I never took account of what I was saying because it was it was just words to me, right? So now I'm more conscious of how I talk. And you know, sometimes, like I said, I still like to listen to um, rap music. So now it's like, okay, well, I don't wanna know get too too deep into like what I was before I'll turn on something like you know I listen to my gospel music like every morning I get up for work I put on something gospel I try to get into his presence I'll put on gospel I'll read my devotional um I'll pray you know just do things to get into his presence to start my day back home I can't say I did that every day you know it took me some time like I feel like now I'm a lot close not to say like I'm not human I won't mess up but I feel like now I'm a lot closer to him than what I was previously. And I I have those months where I went through all of that, I have that to thank for it because 
it was just a lot of things about me. I was, even though I'm like, I, I speak on this, unforgiveness. I had a lot of that in my heart. And particularly towards one of my friends who, you know, said some things I didn't agree with. And I'm like, how can I say, how in the world can I say that I'm so close to God and I want to be of God, but I can't forgive somebody that said something to me. I'm holding unforgiveness in my heart for months. And when I say for months, I was like, I like, I was like, man, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to see you. I don't want to hang out with you. I don't want to like, I don't want to forgive you. You said this. And God literally had to stop me in my tracks one day, like, you want me to forgive you, but you can't forgive somebody else. How do you expect that to work? Yeah. And it just, one day I just got up and I just felt so much conviction because I was like, here I am. I mess up daily and I I, ask, I have to ask God for forgiveness, but I can't extend forgiveness to somebody who said something to me one time. And that's, and that's tough. Some, yes, I think I was working on me with forgiveness a couple months ago. Um, mm-hmm. And out of forgiveness, he also brought me to the subject of grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically what you said was so true. Like even us, even in scripture tells, um, tells us, um, if you want the Lord to forgive you, you got to forgive um, others too, because the purpose of grace is we use it when, you know, we are down really bad. So we can use that grace to lean on. Um, and with, to me, as a person in Christ, you know where you came from. Exactly. You, know, you know the things that you did. Um, and you know that, you know that if you a person that's been blessed, you know how, you know you didn't deserve that. So it's like, it, it gives you a different perspective. Like, hmm, even though this person did this to me, um, and I really just don't want to deal with them. They need to be, um, I, I, they basically, God didn't handle them. Because mm-hmm. what they did was wrong. But you forget, wait, there's some stuff I did and probably no one even knows about that. You know, God saved me from it. He forgave me from it. And you know, when God forgives, he forgets. Like, mm-hmm. he, don't, he don't know what you did the other day. So it's like, we really have to learn how, because the purpose of being um, a Christian is basically having the likeness of God. And that means in character too. So it's like, even though it's hard, it is hard because we are human, but I think it's very important to um, always forgive others, extend that grace because we know what we once did and what we've been through. So it's hard to do, but it's very necessary because it's for our sake. When you forgive, then it's like your heart is not that heavy anymore. It's like you feel a peace in your, um, in your spirit. So I think that's very important that you spoke on that. Yeah. Right. And I'll even go as far as saying, you know, when you when you hold unforgiveness in your heart, we think that that's hurting the other person. Truth is, it's hurting us just as bad as the as we think we're hurting the other person. Yeah. Because we put when we don't forgive, we can't we put a halt on ourselves and on our blessings. On on our and on our blessings. God can't carry you into the next season of your, and that's what he was trying to show me too. He can't carry you into the next season of your life with unforgiveness in your heart. Yeah. It's like a weight. Like just imagine a weight being strapped onto your ankle and you in, in water. Exactly. He drags you down. You can't, he can't carry you into the next season like that. So he had to work through me to actually get to a point where I was forgiven people 
and also forgiving myself because then I'll go back to, you know, when he was working on me and I finally started noticing, I was like, man, God, like, I don't know how you expect me to be close to you. I did, I, I did this, I did that. I didn't do this, I let you down. And I was like, man, like, how can God, and all he wanted was me to, he didn't care about that. He just said, come as you are. Just to, I I know you did that. I was there when you did it. I knew you was gonna do it. I knew from birth, from when I placed you in your mother's womb, you was gonna do that. Yeah. It doesn't matter. I just want you to come to me. And that's what he was trying to, he like, he took me through all of that. Like I had to forgive people. I had to forgive myself. And I think I got through that um, in regards to forgiving other people. I got through that by actually praying for him. I prayed for him. And it, that was hard because, you know, when you praying for people, you know, you, we typically, if we being honest, we pay, we pray for people close to us. Yeah. Pay for pray for people who who we tend to prioritize people who are you know in our circle or you know close to us or kind to us. Yeah. And I was like, one day I was watching a sermon and it was like, if you want to get through forgiving somebody, pray for them. I was like, that's my first time hearing I, that. Basically, that was new information for me. So I guess I I need well not I guess I do need to start praying for people that. You know, I have a hard time, you know, forgiving our let stuff go. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I never realized. And praying helps a lot. So, praying exactly for will help a lot. In the process exactly. And you know what? I it's been over a year now, and for a year I haven't included him him in my prayer, and he will probably never know that. It may not be for him to know, but it's been over a year, and I still include him in my prayer. And I pray, and that even though I've gotten to a point where I've forgiven him. I pray for his well-being. I pray for his success. I pray that, you know, I pray for his protection, everything, just because I know that, you know, I, I've, I've let it go. I've let it go. You know, I've gotten to a point, I, we have the saying, you know, charge it to my head and not my heart. You know, I've gotten to the point where I actually started doing it, charging things to people's head and not their heart. Yeah. You know, cause sometimes even, even us, we're not we say things with our mind with our mouths and a lot of times it's not in connection with our heart that's true and sometimes it is you know and that's where discernment comes in but you know a lot of times sometimes people say things in the heat of a mo- in the heat of the moment or out of uh, anger or out of emotions and stuff like that and we take things and we hold on to it we hold grudges and that's what I was doing. I was holding the grudge because, you know, I just, I was like, you know, you're a friend. You shouldn't, you shouldn't say things like this to me. You know, I, it was just, yeah. I had so much unforgiveness in my heart towards him. And I was, I was like, man, I can't move forward like this. God does not want me to, he can't take me to my next season. I'm, I'm hurting myself. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm telling you, if, if you want to get through forgiving somebody, Put them in your prayer because eventually you're gonna be able to eventually it may take a while because you know you, you get so stuck on what they did or what they said but eventually you get to a place of forgiveness yeah and that's honestly how he dealt with me there but um 
other traits girl I had a lot of other traits I'm not gonna lie like I've, I've you know I've, I honestly can look back I was thinking about it the other day I was like man looking back I've I honestly have seen the changes in myself because Jamiria just last year you wonder how people change so much in a year and I never understood how people could just convert in a year until I actually converted in a year. Yeah. So just looking back, it's just like so much about myself that I just, it's a little disappointing, but like I I was, I didn't, I didn't see myself as qualified or worthy or, you know, just enough to even speak on, you know, situations like this or, even you know kind of like have sit here and have a conversation like this like I didn't see myself as worthy enough or qualified enough to have this conversation because of what I felt like couldn't be forgiven you know so I'm I honestly I I thank God for you know taking me through that season and kind of like molding me it was just if you could if I could the best way I could put it the best analogy I could give is like molding clay that's exactly that's exactly what he did with me he actually took me and he molded me he's and he's it's an ongoing process he's taking me he's shaping me into what he wants me to be but you know it's it's gonna take some time and I'm accepting to that so like we said earlier, I'm accepting to the, the challenges that may come. I'm more accepting. I, I'm a little bit more prepared. I know what I need to do, where I need to put my trust and dependence on, how I need to pray in, in times of struggle. You know, I'm I'm learning all of that. But within the last year, I, I can honestly say um, it's it's been a struggle, but I've seen changes in myself that I never thought I'd see, honestly. And it's it's refreshing. I'm so glad you said that. You was like, um, you more prepared now. Mm-hmm. And I think when we go through stuff like that, God does prepare us because let's be real to my listeners. Um, when you go through seasons of transformation and you finally get to the um the sunshine part where you know you finally made it out the fire, um, it's not gonna stop there. Mm-hmm. Like it's not you always like you're always gonna God's always gonna take you through a season of tribulations because he because he always wants to change you all the time because you you wasn't the same you wasn't the same person you was at 16 you wasn't mm-hmm. the same person you was at 21 you're not gonna be the same person when you're 30 and so on so on so on so you always want to go through that but the purpose of you going through that first season of isolation or that season of transformation God gave you the tools so it's like now okay I know the tactics of the enemy um mm-hmm. If, if it doesn't align with scripture, it doesn't uplift me, then I know it's the enemy. And I know, you know, the song, um, praise, um, praise will confuse the enemy. Even when you're in the storm, it's good just to pray, God, thank you. I don't know what you're doing right now, but let your will be done. Like, let my purpose be found. And I know that everything is going to work for my good. So it's like, you know, I think the, the best thing that comes out of that season of isolation or that season of him molding you is your confidence in Christ. It's like you, it's like now like before my season of isolation, I was so quiet. I wasn't that confident when it came to just speaking. Um, honestly, I didn't even think I was that smart, honestly. For a long time, I didn't think I was that smart because I didn't hear that all the time, especially in school. I know one teacher said, well, at least you're, at least you're pretty. So, you know, for a long, exactly, for a long time, I didn't think that I was that intelligent until I got to school. And then, and, and because I think it was because of people that I hung around in school. And I think who you hang around plays a big factor. Um, 
and that's when I started applying myself to closer. I started start getting closer to God. To like my probably my spring year or freshman year, that was my beginning stages. But I started learning like, wait, I, I can do all things in Christ. When when scripture is literal, like some people will take it as it can be um, figuratively too, but it's definitely literal. It's, it's something you can take um, literal as well. And I started realizing, wait, I can do all things to Christ. Wait, I am smart enough for this. It's like your confidence in God grows stronger. So when seasons of hardships do come, it's like, wait, I know the type of God I serve and I know and I know the enemy so he can't trick me that easily now I might fall short sometimes but I know that God he's a gracious God his graces his graces and mercies I do every morning so I'm just get up and go with the punches but the best thing that you can get out of that season is just a new confidence in Christ that you probably did not have like now I can speak more I might be still a little shy a little bit but I now have confidence where you know I can just go in. I can start just speaking things. I know that, like my mama said, death is in um death and life is in the power of your own tongue. I know that when I wake up in the morning, if I if I can show you my mirror, I have sticky notes everywhere. I before I wake up, I'm the best teacher at you know my school's name, or you know um I'm wealthy. Every time I now I do spend money sometimes. So every time I spend my card, money comes in threefold. Like you just speak, you just know how to use your tongue to either uplift someone. Um, it's uplift yourself, but yeah, I cannot stress enough that when you get out of that season, your confidence in Christ grows so much. Cause I didn't. You're more mature. Yeah. Your maturity as you grow, and also say, don't. We're gonna stay positive on this podcast because I don't want to know what teacher that was, so I can go and get them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's just again, just the enemy trying to prevent you from becoming what God wants you to be. Um, and you know, sometimes you, your parents saying something to you is totally different than what the world says. I could uplift you every day. You're beautiful. You're smart, but it takes one person out there to say something that tries to tear you down. And the enemy will put just the right person in just the right situation to make you start second guessing things. But when you do um, trust in God, and when and He's gonna always place you in a situation that that's the best opportunity. You may not think it is, but it'll be the best opportunity. And you'll go through some things and like, wait a minute, what was that for? But it's the best opportunity for you to serve Him and to be and to uplift Him. So if, if as long as God gets the glory and everything that you do, that means everything. But what I hear both of you saying is there was a level of spiritual maturity that happened as you went through these storms. And as you come out of it, God is also preparing you. Jameer, you said, I just, I didn't know about telling this story. I don't know how they were going to see it. Ashley, I think about you when your grandmother asked you to speak at her um, BTU convention at her church. And you said, Ma, this is not what I do. I write. I don't speak. And I said, come on, Ashley, you got it. You got it. And when I told you, you were amazing and you didn't even know it. And it was no, you was, I'm so nervous. We couldn't hear anything about you being nervous. So when you put yourself out there to serve God, again, he handles the big stuff. You trust the process. You go through the process. You went through the process. Both of you ladies went through the process. Again, just again, the level of maturity at your age, like I can only, I, I'm just going to sit back and be in the audience to watch what God is doing in your lives because where he's going to take you, you won't even be able to fathom. Like yeah. you can't, 
imagine where God is going to take you and how he's going to use you. I, I see it on both of you. I just see it. And mom, the, the fact that she said it, this, this scripture is like, keep replaying in my head. And um, it's in Ephesians 3.20. And um, let me get out a message. I don't like this message. But it says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. So I think it's just like, wow. It's, I don't know. I feel like the season that we're in, um, I feel like that's what God is doing. He's, he's, he's about to do things more. Yeah, we do pray. Um, and God loves to give. I think people need to realize that when you when you ask, believe that you're going to receive it, but also pray that, okay, even God, I do want this, but I want your will over mine. Um, and I think we was talking about this too, Jamaria. We was like, okay, if your parents can give you some good gifts, you don't think your father in heaven can? And he's going to give you, he's not going to just give you um, this specific blessing. He's going to give you something even better than what you asked for, that you even imagined. So I feel like we are in this season and um, this season of molding, especially for you, Jamaria, I feel like you're going to see like a big blessing after this. Even share your testimony. This is like you being obedient, even though you were scared, you did it anyway. I mean, nervous. You did it anyway. And the fact that you just blessing someone, and whether it can just be one person, um, you made God happy. You brought glory to his kingdom. And when you are when you are obedient to God's calling or obedient to his assignment, you already know blessings are going to blessings are connected to your obedience. So I feel like it's um a lot is gonna to come to your life just after this. And I hope that you continue to speak on everything because you have a lot of wisdom and anointing over your life, Jamiria. So I really do pray that you do accept that you are chosen and anointed. Um, and that you share your gifts because again, there's people looking up to you, whether you know it or not, and they're waiting for you to share um your testimony and to share even words of wisdom. So I'm glad, like this season of molding really did some great things. And my people who are going through seasons of molding, season transformation, all I can say is don't give up because God is really, you, you, God is, you never, God is taking you through this for a reason. Nothing happens for no reason. There's no such thing as a coincidence. Um, yeah, so guys, just don't give up because here in Jamiria, yes, she was down here, but look at her now. Look at her now. So if she's if she realized that wait after this, after I went through this, I have a call and I have a purpose. I understand, I see things different. I see things from a spiritual aspect. Um, so just know that after this season of molding, good things are going to come your way. Definitely. And God's gonna do more than you already here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You gotta really believe that God's gonna do more than what you think or imagine. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I said absolutely. Yeah. Even though we can't see it, but that's what faith. Faith comes from the evidence of things that we can't see. So you can't see it, but if you feel it in your spirit, then that's all that matters. You just have to wait for the Lord, basically. If you can have enough faith to breathe in and know that when you breathe out, you gonna still be living, you can have yeah. enough faith to see that God is gonna do it. So yes, yeah, yeah. with you. Yeah. Ma, I got. I have a. Um, I have a question. And, um, before we start closing out, um, I have a question. So you know, me and Jameer are in our twenties, and a lot of people do say that I do have an old soul. Jameer, I'm sure you heard that too. Did you ever have an old soul? <laughs> so I'm so. Ma, what advice could you give? Cause you, you went, you, um, 
your 20s you're in your 20s at one point in your life and god took you through a transformation because you also got married young and had to move to another state as well so what can you also say about young people in their 20s who's going through a season of transformation a season of god molded them what based off your experiences what could you um tell someone as well um trust god sometimes we believe that things are so hard that this couldn't be god taking me through this and if god is is all-knowing all-powerful why am i going through this if we trust god and we stay faithful to him and you know when you know we should pray without ceasing we should always study the word and we say those things but when it's dark that's when we struggle in those areas but if you just stay faithful one thing i can say i don't think i was at this level of course i wasn't in my 20s but in my 20s i still trusted god i still knew the word growing up in the church you still know and so you had something to lean on so just trust god and what comes to my mind is the 23rd psalms like I just think like, okay, and I'm just gonna pull a few things out. Like, think about it. He he guided you beside the still waters. There was no rapids that you could possibly fall in and be swept away. There, and he had you beside the still water. So a lot of times stagnant water is not healthy water. Uh, thank you, Lord, for leaving beside the still waters because I can't swim. You see what I'm saying? He put you in the presence of your enemies. Uh, he prepared a table before them and you know, and your cup ran over. So if we could think about, just think about everything God just did in the 23rd Psalms along with David. Just think about that. That's, that's everything you pretty much need right there. So I just think about just the scripture and always surrounding yourself with people. So for me, even at almost 50, I try my best to still have people who are more spiritually mature than I am. So, you know, and I probably, I don't know if I'm getting older, I, I may be that person for somebody else and I believe that I am. And I try to just go to that person because I don't want to go to somebody who's not quite sure of their faith if I'm struggling. Not that they don't have advice that's, that's beneficial, but when I'm struggling and God is taking me through something, I'm going to always go to someone who's a little more spiritually mature, not someone who's going to judge me because I'm wrong, not someone who's going to make me feel less than, but someone who is going to show me through the word of God, the plans God have on my life, how I can survive the situation, how I can grow, how God is stretching me to make me better. So if I can just lean on that person and they can redirect me where, back to the word because all of the answers are there so yeah trust in god surround yourself by someone who's more spiritually mature than you and then also have a community that you can depend on so you know i have friends and we can laugh and joke and be silly but we all know christ and we all know the word and if i walk into a room right now they'll say mm -mm, something's wrong kim come on let's pray those are my people that i keep around me and I got my spiritually mature people that I can go to. I got my prayer warriors I can go to. So no matter what it is, I got certain people in Christ. Jameer, you said you go to your mom. Yes, and that's even better when your parent is spiritually mature and you can go to them. For me, I used to go to my grandmothers. I'm a grandmother's girl. So losing them at one in one week 
pretty much losing them at one week in the middle of a pandemic I was devastated and I heard God say it's your turn and it was amazing because not long after that Ashley would say ma so what do you think oh my god ma I think I should be doing this and I was like okay God I receive it I didn't see this I didn't know this was my new assignment but out of that darkness came the opportunity to help someone else you know so yeah, in your 20s, continue to surround yourself by people who know God. I'm going to repeat those steps again, but you you know what I'm saying. It just takes a lot. And you have to you have to trust God, and you have to know that you won't be perfect. You have to know that you will fall down. And what Johnny McClurkin said, you fall down and you get on back up, you get right on back up, and you continue to trust God. Because I always think about David in the Bible. He did so many things that were wrong, but yet God considered him a man after his own heart. Like, whoa, David, you did a lot. But he still turned around and he still, went, you know, even when I look at the 22nd book of Psalm, like David started like, Lord, where, where you at? Where are you? Like, Lord, help me. And by the end, he was praising God. Yet yeah, I will praise you. So you just got to remember those things. Even when you're going through, Lord, yet yeah, I will praise you. Lord, I'm going to trust you. Lord, I'm going to be obedient. Though just, just following in those steps and keeping yourself with good people that are rooted in the word, you, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. You're going to see you're going to see God take you to places you never thought you'd go. I, I know I could, if y'all had about 85 hours of time, I could tell you all the places I thought I was going to end up. I should be the post lady, the mail lady. I passed the test, but I never got called for the job, and I couldn't figure because everybody I knew was getting called for the job. That's not where God wanted me to be. I was so down. I was like, how do you pass a test? It was easy. Somebody hired me. I need some money. I got a little baby. I'm just married. I can't go to school. I can't keep going to school. God was like, oh, yes, you are going to school, and you're going to get out, and you're going to do this. And eventually I saw it. So you know what I'm saying? You just got to stay faithful. God got it. Trust the process. I know y'all heard those lines before. Trust the process. I know y'all heard (laughs) Yep. Well, you listen, go through the process. God will do all of the big stuff for you. Mm -hmm. Amen. And Jameer, just to uh, to end this, um, what do you want to tell the listeners who's really like looking at your testimony uh, through their uh, season of molding? What's the last words that you want to tell them? I want to tell y'all to keep going. Keep going, keep faith, keep keep the faith, keep God first. And I promise you everything is gonna work out because although you're in a time of um, where it seems everything is complicated, nothing seems like it's going right, God is using you and building you and growing you and you don't even realize it. So keep pushing to be the person that you are meant to be because just like Mama Grant said earlier, a better you, a more mature you, is waiting on the other side of that. So just keep going, keep the faith, stay positive. You got it. All right. And everyone, that is the end of our podcast. It was such a great podcast, a great conversation. And I just want to remind everyone, Rooted in Grace podcast, um, our purpose is to have authentic conversations that's rooted in love, that's rooted in grace. Um, Because again, everyone thinks a Christian is the stereotypical person who's perfect, but we all come from different walks of life. And um, I just want Christians to have a, a, basically a space where they can talk about anything, anything. 
because God going to accept us all anyway, but we all can learn through love. We can all learn from each other. So this is a great episode once again. I'm so glad Jamaria shared her testimony. It blessed me today. Mom, did it bless you? I was going to say me too, but you know I was muted. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It was really a blessing. Like God is really doing the work. Um, so yes, again, this is the episode, episode two called Seasons of Molding. And um, I hope to see you all next episode. Um, we might even have, I definitely have Jamaria back again. I'm sure she'll have more <laughs> words of wisdom for us. So yes, um, everyone have a good night. And I thank you for listening.